Okay, good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Art as Well. This is our 41st episode. Um, it's the 1st of May, it's the start of summer, and delighted to hear that the um, galleries are going to be open on the 10th of this month, which is Monday week. So uh, I, I'm, I'm sure we'll all uh, battle our way into the galleries just to, to uh, see some real art in person, up close and personal for change, which would be wonderful. So this morning, um, we're going to zoom down to Carlo to meet our special uh, guest this morning, and that is Bridget Flannery. So good morning, Bridget. How are you? Good morning, Alan. How are you? And good morning, everybody. And um, Alan, thank you very much for having me on this. Um, you've really put now me to the pin of my control collar and uh, having to learn how to be how to zoom and film and organize myself so um now, listen i know i know you're only saying that because no whilst, whilst you said you're a zoom version in fact you're now able to zoom and zoom your photograph your, your camera in and also oh, which i didn't think you could do that next yeah very good so yeah. listen you're, you're down you're down in carlo but isn't, isn't there a sort of a question as to whether you're actually in, in leash Oh, we live in Grey Cullen, so we straddle um, Leash and Carlo, which was, has been really, really handy when you can, you know, when the 5K um, restrictions were on because you can oh, go right. 5K one way. We were able to use this now to our benefit. Yes. And, um, well, and it's great, you know, within a 15 minute walk, I am down to visual. Uh, three, quarter, three quarters of an hour's drive, I'm in Port Leash to Dunamays. Mm -hmm. passing through Stradbelly, three yeah. quarters of an hour's drive at the other way, I'm in Kilkenny and mm -hmm. an hour to Dublin, you know, Fantastic. an hour to Wexford. So, uh, and Tinnahealy Courthouse Gallery as well, you know, it's so, well, straddling, straddling two counties is good. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. yeah, yeah it is indeed. So you're there and you're, you're married to Bob, who's, who's a sculptor, I believe. That's correct, yeah, and he, he has the workshop beside me, which we're not going to go into. At all, no, 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 no. It's too no. dangerous. <laughs> it's too dangerous. Yeah, yeah, it's too dangerous. And um, unfortunately for him, and I would, I've put in a lot of bits and pieces um, just to tidy the place up a bit here. I and know. I promise him that, in you know, and everybody has to hold me to this promise that I will take all my rubbish out of his workshop. <laughs> yeah, I will. Yeah, for the sake of peace. For the sake of peace yeah. and marital harmony. Now, I was going to ask you, would Bob pop in? Because your, your studios are next next door to each other. And I was going to ask you, would you like to ask him to come in? But he's actually in work. Can you tell us yes. where he's working? He works. It's an interesting place. Works, yeah, he works at the Delta Garden Centre here in Carlo. Mm -hmm. And it's a really, really beautiful um, garden centre that, well, it's not a garden centre. It's um, a series of gardens for people yes. with special needs. So I think there's 21 gardens. No, he'll, mm. he'll you know, I'm open to uh, correction there, but and he is the artist in residence there. So he works in um, stone and in glass. Mm. And then there's, as I say, there's this a whole collection of gardens that were commissioned by very, very well-known people like Mary Reynolds um, uh, to make specific gardens on yeah. on themes. So it's yeah, it's a I great spot. It, but, but I saw I saw I think it was featured on Nationwide once. It was, yeah. And the Delta Sensory Garden, I think it's called. That's and, correct. Uh, you should look it up if any of you haven't seen it. I mean, it is the most spectacular place. And if you're ever in the area, well worth a visit to, to that. And you might bump into Bobby as well, yeah. 
yeah, he, you, you could, yeah, you could. Yeah. He he, he's working there all the time and his work yeah. is there all the time, obviously. Yeah. And you, you have ch three children? We have three children who are yeah. very far flung now. Our, yeah. eldest, our eldest boy, Ian, and his partner, Myraid, are in Vancouver in Canada. Yes. And um, our middle boy, Hugh, is in Sydney in Australia surfing the yeah. rich and um and then our daughter isabel she's a nurse in uh, london in london so she has just come off you know a tricky period um but is looking forward to a good summer over there sure. you know as well yeah yeah very good and um what was she is she the youngest did you say she's the youngest yeah okay yeah. so the, the and the eldest was not born in ireland i believe no the eldest was born in boston um mm -hmm. 30 but years how, ago. how did that happen how did that happen? Oh, you know, we emigrated. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm not prying too much, am I? <laughs> no, you're not prying too much at all. No, 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 not at all. Um, uh, Bob and I met. We met each other in 1984. He was um, he was a sailor in the navy in the naval service at the time. Yeah. We had a fantastic courtship because he was away all the time, and then in 87, yeah, 87, um, we emigrated to Amer to America with two backpacks. I think, mm -hmm. and came back in 1991 with 16 pallets of stuff and a baby. <laughs> pallets? <laughs> pallets, yeah. Oh, my God. So, um, yeah. What sort of jobs did you do over there? Were you, were you, you weren't involved in art now at this stage, were you? No, I wasn't. No, 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 no. Um, I, I mean, I, I had left college in, I left Crawford in 1981 and taught for a few years. I always taught part-time. Mm -hmm. And then I worked with the Irish Tourist Board for a number of years. A great job. And then we went to America and um, there was a snowy afternoon. Uh, he needed to buy a pair of boots, a pair of work boots. Yes. So we went into this extraordinary shop called Walker's Riding Apparel, which was a country and Western shop in, uh, in downtown Boston. Yes. You know, very, very strange place. And it played, uh, it just played country music all the time. And I was fascinated by the shop, long, narrow shop with just Stetson hats and beautiful Tony Lama boots. And I said, could I have a job? Could I work here? You know, as you do. And the next thing I was hired. Really? And I became the manager. Fantastic. Within, within a year. And uh, it was, oh, listen, you know, if you were a writer, you would, every day there was a story. Every yeah. day. So um, I, and this, I is, this was the era of line dancing, wasn't it? This was the year of line dancing. And yeah. um, so people were coming in to buy, you know, beautiful, beautiful boots mm. made from every skin of imaginable. Yeah. Um, the biggest Stetson hats you could ever imagine, you know, real 10, ten, dollar, uh, 10 gallon yeah. hats. Sure, yeah. yeah. And, um, and those Levi jeans that you had to put on and go into sit in the, in the bath to, to in a cold bath for two and a half hours. Yeah. So that they would fit to your, to your body. And, so there was, I think there was kind of, there was 10 of us who worked there and um, including a woman who had been a rodeo star in Texas. Oh. Yeah, and, but just, it was, we had great fun and I'm still very it friendly. Sounds with it. It sounds oh, we just had great fun. Yeah. It, it wasn't like work at all. And it did really you do any other sort of jobs in, in, in the States while you were there? I, all, um, I, com I changed completely then and I became, um, I worked in Brandeis University as a student advisor, mm -hmm. telling people what to do with themselves, basically. 
Yeah. And saying to, and saying to people, what? You didn't go to your exams? Yeah. Not sure. How can what are you, you here for? Yeah. Yeah. And, <laughs> you know, a lot of a lot of these very precious um, children I had and young adults had never had anybody speak to them in that tone of voice before. Mm. So they would do as I told them to do because they were so shocked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and uh, yeah that was that was a good that was a really good job and then our our eldest boy then Ian he was born there and I suppose like all immigrants I really wanted to come home then yeah. and, and bring the baby up so how, how long were you in the states in I think we were there just over five years oh wow that's a fair yeah amount. we were there just over five years mm -hmm. and um yeah um yeah it was it was really really good it was a yeah. really really good experience Yes. And um, and I had a lovely workshop. I had lovely. I had the spare room in our, in our in our apartment, yeah. which had the most beautiful, beautiful um, yellow maple tree oh, that in yeah. the in the autumn would turn the whole place absolutely golden. So of course I made yellow paintings. Yes, yes. Of course, you know it was just. So, so while was, while you were there, you were always painting, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, while I was there, I um, I had a show of um, I had, I think, oh yeah. While I was there, I had a solo show mm -hmm. in Triscoll Arts Centre in 1990, and I remember Mary Mary Robinson was on her campaign trail, and she mm -hmm. came and she visited, and yeah. gosh, the excitement of it, you know. But um, yeah, I had I I came home for that exhibition then in 1990, mm -hmm. and um, and then there was work that I, I think I sent work to various shows in Ireland. And then I also had work in two exhibitions. Two, I showed with two galleries then, two small, nice. uh, small and very nice, very um, innovative galleries in Waltham and in Boston. All right. Have you kept in yeah. contact with? Have you kept in no, contact with them? No, unfortunately, they yeah. did not. Neither of those galleries survived the ah. um, the recession. Yes. And um, and they. They didn't, I suppose, you know, they, they went on to do different things as well, you know, which was a pity. But I had a good relationship with them and an ongoing relationship with them for, I'd say, up, up to the recession, you know, which was which was good. And yeah. yeah. OK, so when, when you came home, how, how did things yeah. unfold at that point with your career? Um, came home. Did you get straight into art or did you take another job or so? No, no, um, I came home and um, I had a show of. Yeah, I came home. We came home in 1991, mm. in June of 91. And um, I, had a, I had an exhibition in the Rubicon Gallery in, um, I think, August of that yeah. year. And then I was also showing then with the Vanguard in McCroom and they moved into Cork and things built slowly. Mm. And I went back uh, teaching Helen Comerford, the paint, Kilkenny painter. Mm. She set up a really really interesting art course in Kilkenny where she invited working artists to come in and actually tutor people yeah. so the whole and the emphasis was on process and basically how you make your work how you stop that larder you know to um I suppose to influence your work and uh, and that was um I worked with Helen and that that team of artists mm -hmm. there was David um Sorry, the name, sorry. sorry. Uh, Susanna Crampton was there. Uh, Alan Cunahan was there. Um, 
Jean Conroy, uh, lots, and there was a lot of people moving backwards and forwards into that. Um, yes. And that was very exciting. So I did that for a good few years. Yeah. And then more children came along. Mm-hmm. And um, and there was that balance, I suppose, of uh, of teaching, workshopping, rearing a family and yeah. making paint. Yeah. yeah. And then at that time, then I was also invited to join the um, uh, the Visual Arts Committee of mm-hmm. um, Eggshire, the Eggshire Arts Festival. Yes. And that was that was really that was great. That mm. was absolutely great because the festival was on every June. And just I mean, we invited so many interesting people like uh, Barbara Ray, Peter Prendergast, so many interesting artists, yeah. um, Paul Schneider from um, Germany. And there was it was a great group to work with and to be involved with. And from that group mm. came the um I spoke, I came the impetus and the energy and the driving force to make, to build visual arts and uh, the art center here now. So yeah. there's something there's something re- um, there's something really nice about being able to walk 15 minutes down the road and say go into this amazing space and look at very interesting work and you know very different work to my own work in many instances and you know to know that you were a little part of it. Just, just, just a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, it's yeah. it's great, and to see and, people's enthusiasm. Place. Yeah, before we because we've an awful lot to see in your in your studio uh, and a lot of very interesting stuff. So I want to spend a fair bit of time on that. But before we do that, could you kind of mark the the sort of the highs of your career, the the things that really sort of changed your either direction or your enthusiasm or something? You know. Okay. Um, you know, yeah, like a there's, residency yeah, or something like that. There's always moments, and I was thinking mm. about this actually. You said this to me the other day, Alan, and uh, I I'd, I'd actually had a sleepless night the other night about this. So thanks for that. I'm terribly sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah, you're quite you're welcome. But I do remember as a st- when uh, as a student in the Crawford, and I was a very very head headstrong student, mm. um, which was seemingly a bad thing. Yeah, I'm um, sure. But no, no, no. Let me go back even further. Yeah. When I was 14, um, we went on a school tour from Cork to Dublin Mm -hmm. and I saw this extraordinary painting by Anne Madden, one of her megalith series. And I was talking with an old school friend about this the other night because she could remember and she could still can't understand how I was so excited, but I had never seen like I didn't come from, you know, an artistic family or but I had never seen a painting that wasn't really about something. And here was this massive, massive painting that was basically about blue. Yeah. And that's, that's, that was a big moment for me. I mean, I didn't realize it until years later, yes. but that was one of those moments, um, I suppose. And then, you know, I went on then to um, study in the Crawford. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I finished in 1981, I got, I was awarded the Student of the Year um, oh, Award, yeah. which mm-hmm. I shared with two other artists, Bernice Corcoran and Donal O'Carroll. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that was great. Yes, yes. We got money. Yeah. We got an exhibition. Mm. And Oodles of confidence, I'm sure. Oodles of confidence. People coming in and talking to you and, you know, suddenly you were kind of, 
you were an exhibiting artist. And it was really, really great for my parents as well, because it gave a validation. And to my friends also, it gave a validation to, I suppose, decisions that I had made yeah, and which, yeah. which nobody knew what I was doing. Sure, I didn't know what I was doing either. But uh, so that was that was very important. Yes. And then in um, in 1995, you know, you're working, 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 and things happen, and they really, really upend you, um, in good and in bad ways. And in 1995, I was invited by the Latvian Artists Association to go on a painting symposium, and that really, really changed things for me. Um, I had got. I went back out painting in the landscape, which I had small children at the time, so I didn't go out that much, you know, and, um, but, you know, I was away, it was a really hot summer yeah. and it introduced me to a very different landscape. And it also introduced me to galleries in Northern Germany. And I showed then with two galleries in Germany for a number of years as well. And, yeah. Yeah, and just meeting, just meeting, I suppose, a different, um, different, uh, just meeting different work, mm, mm, different mm. work. Yes. And, um, and that just being there inspired work, mm. a whole yeah. series of work about being outside, about being in water. And it also freed up my, it freed my working process a lot. I returned back to working in watercolour in a very different way, yes. um, much looser and much more vibrant way. So mm. there was that. Um, I mean, any time that a gallery, you know, invites you to, ex to exhibit mm. is fantastic. So um, in 1991, I had been exhibiting with the Vanguard in Cork for a number of years. And in 1991, uh, sorry, um, 2000, mm -hmm. they... Um, they moved into Cork City into a really, really beautiful space. And I was the inaugural show there. And we had a, it just looked fabulous. Yes. It just looked fabulous. And there was great excitement and everything sold. And oh, there was just such a buzz, you sure, know, sure. It, it was lovely. It really was. Yeah. Um, then other really, really good things. Um, I mean, two, a number of years ago, two years ago, Sharon Murphy invited me in, um, to take part in an, ex, in, an ex, in an exhibition called Making Art Painting, mm -hmm. which was part of um, a, a whole series of ex exhibits, exhibitions that she was uh, curating on the basis of making art. So she had making art drawing, making art painting and making art printmaking. Yes. And so she invited me and I showed with um, Susan Connolly from, Belf from Belfast, um, Georgine O'Neill and Liz Rackard. So there were two figurative painters and two non two abstract painters. And the conversation that went on with all the work was really, really interesting. Mm -hmm. And it was in some ways, it was like a little mini retrospective because I inc she included work from over a whole 10 years of mine in that. Now, wow. I think there was like eight pieces of work, but it was over a 10 year period. And just that very fine eye that she has was able to put 
a whole series of work together that actually allowed me to see. Yes. Yes. Uh, you know, a, a progression and a process mm-hmm. and allowed me and gave me the next jumping off point. Right. And, you know, and that yeah. something like that is really, really important to you. I, I can imagine. Now, yeah. in, in, in between times, when, when you were 50, you suddenly decided 50. to go to college. I mean, I'll oh, say yes. that. <laughs> you can, you can. Well, as soon as I think... Or would you rather I use the year? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Um, uh, I turned 50 in 2009. We were in the middle of the recession mm-hmm. and the opportunity presented itself. It was something that I had wanted to do and I'd, I had always said that I would do maybe when I was, oh, when I was 70, you know, mm-hmm. that yeah. this, this time where I couldn't even imagine. Mm-hmm. And um, so the opportunity presented itself when I was, when I turned 50 and everybody thought I was bonkers. They just thought I was insane that, you know, was I jettisoning being an artist, which, of course, I wasn't. And it was a great experience. It just rejigged my whole way of thinking. It put a lot of things into context. It put art history into context in a different context for me. And um, and I set myself a project that I would draw every day for an hour for the whole four years. So I um, so I would do two 15 minutes drawings and then one 30 minute drawing, which, of course, then were all torn up and became paintings. Oh, Oh, I see. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Which is the process, you know, which is the process. But um, I mean, just that sense of. Just that sense of expanding your 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 learning and going into that. Amaze, those amazing rabbit holes of research, which yeah. I will happily go into at any time, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah did you do very, a master's? I did. I went on yeah. then to do, um, so I did history and English in Carlow College. Mm-hmm. And that was really, really great. You know, you're sitting there and you're just delighted by, you know, the study of the Gothic novel, yeah. you know, um, town planning in the 18th century, you know, Fabulous modules, fabulous yeah, modules, yes. and Spanish as well. And yeah. then um, I went on then to do, um, oh, and I wrote my thesis on a painter, Eric Revillius. And then I went on to do a master's, which was about the importance of radio um, in nation building. Mm. And that was really interesting. Yeah. And that yeah, uh, that was really, really, really interesting. And so I had, I had a great time foraging through, oh, I suppose the archives in RTE and um, listening to really, really strange and bizarre um, radio broadcasts Mm. from the 1930s. And that was the period that I concentrated on. Yes. yes. You know, where people spoke very, very differently to a home. They did. (laughs) Oh, terribly plummy. And then the Irish version of terribly plummy was extraordinarily rolling R's yes yeah. yes yeah so yeah so that was that was that time and um and then I you know I, I remember having finished the master's and I came back and you know the day I handed in the my thesis I came back and I just tore the workshop apart and really really cleaned it and painted all the walls and mm. rubbed my hands and said right 
gets stuck in. Yeah. Yeah. And I was really hungry, really, yeah. really, really hungry. So, so I mean, it sounds almost as if you needed that break and to, to kind of shift your mindset a wee bit. Yeah, I possibly did. Yeah, mm. I possibly did. But what, um, you know, it, you know, I, I just think like to make your mind nimble is mm. is so yeah. important. And I did feel my mind was very, very nimble. Yeah. Um, during that period of time mm -hmm. and it brought me right back into um very straightforward drawing yeah. as well yeah. you know like where i would set up um a still life session and in the corner and i would work that and then sitting in a car in between lectures and drawing the, the corner of the fields mm -hmm. the corner of the garden in, in the college the corner of visual and the pond yes. and that kind of very um very intense looking yeah mm -hmm. you know um and as so you know going from very very strong verbal and being you know having to be very um precise verbally and then going into non-verbal thinking yes yes those were the two things that were going all the, all that time. Very yeah. yeah, yeah, it was great. Yeah. It was great. Okay, Bridget, let's have, let's have a look around your studio because it's okay. very very interesting. Now, and um, I'm going I'm going to put the phone. Oh yeah, onto, you can switch switches. We edit that out. Onto yeah. a yoke. Okay, so you can no just problem. talk and go on. No, no, okay. We'll, yeah, we will give it a break and and come back yeah, when you're done. Yeah, 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 yeah. please. Um, okay. Now I did this really well earlier on. Take but, your time, Bridget. Take your time. There's yeah. no no rush at all. So somebody can sing. I, I'm not going to unmute anybody. Oh no. <laughs> and I'm not going to sing. Ah, uh, why? Why not? Okay. Are we, whoop, whoops. Sorry. Excuse me. You just don't break your camera. That's all. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. Are we? Is that? Is this yep. okay, Alan? That's fine. Okay. So I mean. Right. Ta-da. Here is, no, so here's my workshop. Yeah. And it's the Can end you of your garden, is it? Oh, sorry. There's our garden. Can you see it? No, I'm, I'm looking at you at the moment. Okay, well. Do you, no, you need, you, need to, you need to switch the camera over. Okay. Do you remember we did that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. There you are. Yeah. So there we are. So yeah. this is my workshop wall, or this is my mm -hmm. workshop door with my little bees. Lovely. who I feel just bring goodness into the house, in, into the workshop. Yeah. And yeah, I'm just going to close the door Bob's, now. Is that Bob's uh, studio beside you? Yeah. The one, the one we're not allowed into. There's the dreaded door. Wait, okay. don't, don't go in, don't go in. No, no, don't go in. And there's the window. the window. Oh, God. Yeah, that's it. That's, that's about it now. Yeah. Okay. All right. so, so this is what I see every morning. You know, I come out of the house and this is what I see and it's lovely. And there's a deep step here that you can come out of the workshop and sit mm -hmm. in it and have a have the cup of coffee. Yeah. So on the wall at the moment um, are there's there's three pe two pieces that you can see on the wall there. Mm -hmm. And then on this side, there's this larger painting yeah. and these are going to an exhibition in Kinmare that is opening, we now know is going to open in um, July. And it's mm -hmm. a lovely show. It's an inaugural show in the Butter Market in Kinmare. Yeah. With, um, there's myself, um, uh, sorry, Paul Hughes 
and Paddy Lennon. And we're very excited about this show and um, lovely space and fantastic, wonderful to be invited as well, you know. Hmm. So uh, this quick overview, back wall with um, books and bits. Um, and good lighting above. Oh, lovely. It's absolutely mm. gorgeous lighting. There's there's panels, there's Perspex panels. Yeah. And, and you know what's really lovely is when it's raining, there's a lovely sound. It's a really, really nice, very gentle, just very, very nice sound. Soothing, yeah. So, yeah. So, um, back wall and door with bibs and braces and things to put on that will kind of keep you clean. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, let's see now. Um, I'm just, I'll just go to my workshop table. Yeah. Um, sorry. So, like Tim Goulding, I have a yoke of a thing. Have, that yeah. follows me around and yeah. has my paints in it and what sort of paints you know, do you use the, okay i work in acrylic all the time alan okay and the happiest day of my life was the day i discovered acrylic paint mm. because it has no smell it has no personality and has, it has very little tradition behind it right so that made me very happy particularly the fact that it had no smell because i could actually see mm. and it didn't make my eyes um what's the word water um, water or, or exactly. sore even yeah oh yeah very and, sore so i use um i use brera um wonderful wonderful uh acrylics made by mayamera mm -hmm. um italian i use those they're my preferred paints and can you um, get those locally i can get them in kennedy's in dublin Okay, but yeah. um, I'm running a bit low on them at the moment, um, mm. but I've also been getting been using these really, really nice paints by Sennelier. Oh, very, nice. very, very strong pigment, very good pigment in them. And I can get those through either Evans in Dublin or Cork Art Supplies. Mm. And then I also use golden acrylics as well. Yeah. So they're the three that I use a lot and um, they're very good, good coverage, good body. Mm -hmm. So I start off with, um, you know, just the straightforward, um, the paint in the, in the mm -hmm. tubes or in the pack pockets. And then I mix them up then um, a bit like Bernie. Bernie Kylie. Yes. I mix them up in tubs and um, they stay there and, you know, they, mm -hmm. um, so what I would do, my, my process would be that I would mix a batch of color and I'd have um, like this is now this is what's left over after the tail end of, I suppose, maybe three months work. Right. And they're there. That's just I, I mix up large batches of them and then I put them into smaller, smaller amounts and then add different color to make different tones as I'm working. Yes. And I work in very in very thin layers, so I'm constantly building up the color and sanding it back, building it up, sanding it back. And then I also use um, these yeah. wonderful, wonderful um, pastel uh, water pastel sticks oh, right. and they're like paint sticks. Mm -hmm. And um, so I can make a mark with those and then just uh, work into them. And I take those out a lot when I'm working outside. And, and presumably putting cling film over the tubs there keeps it moist. Doesn't it does. Dry yeah. out or prevents yeah, it dry exactly. Out. And, you know, it's it's very simple. Um, you just spritz it, put a little bit of spritz it with water and then cover it with yeah. um, 
the cling film. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then they're fine. So those uh, paint sticks, I use those out a lot when I'm when I'm drawing outside. And last year, this time last year, I, um, you know, we were still on lockdown mm. and um, we were, I walked the river a lot. So I ended up making a series on these fabulous sketchbooks that open out their concertinas. Mm. Yeah, they're absolutely wonderful. Hold on. Yes. And um, so I, these were all these sketchbook sketches were made with those um, pastel water pastels and watercolors. Mm. So these open up until they come out like that. Wonderful. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and where do you get those? Um, I get them. Um, I get them online from a company in Brighton. C C White of Brighton. Okay. And yeah. um, oh, and they're great, and you can just. You know, you can make a whole book of them. So I called this book my my river book. That's wonderful. Yeah, Good idea. yeah, yeah, it's lovely. And of course, like, um, you know, you have you have the other side then as well. Ah, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's that's that was they were. Um, so I mean, that was my lockdown, my lockdown book. Um, and I'm looking at it again today because you know, new work is, is um, marinating. Mm. And, you know, and there's something scratching around in me that I want to make. So I'm very happy to, you know, re revisit these. Yeah. And another one, another book that I made then two years ago, which I called the summer book. Yeah. Um, Bridget, and Bridget, can I interrupt you there for a second? Yeah. Um, Josephine uh, Dickinson has asked, can you spell out the name of the supplier in Brighton? Oh yeah, C White, S E A W H I T E, C White, yeah, of Brighton. Okay, yeah, that's great. Thank you. And you get them through. Um, uh, I I I get them through Amazon. I'm not sure how how it will work now with Brexit, but um, and I think they're. It just cost a little more, I'd say. Yeah, probably. Um, I think they're. I think they're about sixteen euros each for that yeah. size. Okay. Yeah, but sometimes they have special offers that if you buy three, you get a second one for half price or something like that, yeah. you know, so right. they're well worth it. Um, so this is so this is my um, my I work flat mm -hmm. um, on my table and I have this table and then I have two other fold up tables that I extend as I as I need them. Yeah. And. So when I'm working, um, there's the pots on one table usually, and I use regular house brushes mm -hmm. and Aldi's best brushes, which are great. I'm very rough with brushes. I'm not, yeah. you know, and, and um, I'm, I probably don't have great respect for, for them. So yeah. they get a terrible doing. So you're I like, you're like Bernadette Kiley then. Brushes. Oh, listen, I'd say we probably buy out Aldi yeah. when they happen, you know, <laughs> but what I have are what I use an awful lot are these scrapers. Yeah. And um, so I have squillions of those and mm. they are treated very well because I use them an awful lot. Yeah. But they'd last um, anyway. Yeah. Pardon? They'd last anyway. Oh, I broke two of them this morning earlier. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't believe it. It was the nervousness, Alan. Ah, the nervousness. Yeah. yeah. So 
like the workshop table, you know, would start off like this. Mm. Um, the pots, the, the notebooks, the, there'd be sketches, like I'm looking at these sketches that I made. Um, I did these on the river um, last week, just looking at lines, the lines of water. Yes. And, um, and then there's always these little small sketches that I find in the backs of books are in the back of Jean's pockets. Mm. I seem to be constantly doing this. Um, and color-wise then, I'm just going to go down now quickly yep. here. Sure. Color-wise, um, I use, I would, I would use a lot of stones for my yeah. color. Yeah. So this, these ones here now, this came from uh, Nahant Beach in Boston. That's mm -hmm. older than Ian Fraser, our son. And this one, these two, and yeah. then lovely little piece of, um, you know, sea glass. I think yes. I found that down, down in Ardmore. And then this, this stone, I've had lovely. this for a long time. It's lovely. It's like a reverse drawing. Mm -hmm. And you see, so we have like the drawing lines and then the stone lines. And I use that idea of landscaping stones, you know, as like little micro landscapes quite a lot in yes. my own work, but also in my teaching mm. as well, because it's great. It's great to look. It's great to look at the landscape, I know. you know, in, in all its ways. And Bridget, so, when we get back to normal, will you be doing workshops again? Yes, I will. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I um, run workshops with art form in Dunmore East. Yes. And I also run workshops in drawing and painting in visual as well. Well, we, we yeah. put that up on the YouTube. Uh, yeah, please. Yeah. Okay, great. Thank you. So there's always boxes of stones around the place, mm. you know, to look at them and to, you know, to look yeah. at them for color, to look at them for texture. And, um, and then these ones, which I think I found these back when we could travel. And these are from Wexford. Mm. And I'm very intrigued by the shape of them and the color. So they will emerge at some stage. Yeah. Um, yeah, do, do, so do you ever grind stones? I do, and I'm going to come around now and I'll show you that. Okay. So these are my bits of cheney here again for shape. And yeah. then I'm quite fascinated by how turn you know, your camera to the light a bit. Yeah, how you can have a light and a dark, you know, yes. and that horizon line, yeah. you know, in a very, very mac macro way. Yeah. So hold on a second. Um, so that's oh yeah. And then while I'm painting, there's always a non-painting project going on. Mm -hmm. um, so I found this amazing piece of flotsam, which I think is the, um, the arm, an armchair of a, um, a couch. And it's been up now in the workshop wall for about three years drying. And I think it's ready to do something with, mm. I think, I think. Yeah. So... So this area here in my workshop is usually the kind of sort of, I suppose, the thinking area or the, the area that sparks. And on every workshop wall, Alan, is this piece, this poem by um, Raymond Carver, What You Need for Painting. And it lays out a palette, mm -hmm. your brushes, but the most important thing, it says, indifference to everything except your canvas, the ability to work like a locomotive an iron will. Yes. 
and that has kept me steady for many years. Yeah. And you read that every day. <laughs> I do actually. Yeah, yeah. it's um, no, it's a great, a great mantra, right? Yeah. It is. Yeah. And I, I, I find great comfort in it, you know, at the times when work isn't going well for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. So um, workshop uh, bookshelf with uh, just things that I like to read, yes. my music that I like to listen to, but I don't work with music. Yeah, we discussed that and it's kind of interesting. Yeah. I, mean, I must say, I find the same. I find it distracting almost. Even, oh, even though I love, I love the idea of having music in the background when I'm working, it, it just doesn't seem to work for me. No, it works no, for other people. Because, no, you can't, you can't, um, mm. because you can't listen. Yeah. So, um, and books that I go back to, um, this was a fantastic, you were asking about, um, you know, pivotal, pivotal, mm. blah, blah, pivotal yeah. points, but yeah. that book, Unquiet Landscape by Christopher Neve, was mm. just an amazing book. It came yeah. out in 1991. And it was reissued recently. Absolutely just a wonderful book about looking at looking at landscape, looking at painting, making making landscapes. Yes. As well. Um, okay, so that's there. Uh, let's see now what's here. Um, oh yeah. Children playing on the strand, mm -hmm. husband and daughter going bonkers on uh, um, some sort of a hurdy-gurdy ride yes um yeah. notebooks sketchbooks um shoe boxes that say mad things like small pieces of timber yeah i think that's the day i turned into my father um yeah so that's that's wonderful. that wonderful and then um this wall then here um of course this then is another non-painting project mm. um that i have that i'm working on for a long time um about picking up trawler trash yes and doing something with them so i've been making these for quite a while and they're great fun to make mm. and they're very different to beautiful the colors they are beautiful yeah. yeah 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 um and then there's a table here then that has oh lots more stones mm -hmm. and i grind these so this is a very, very nice sandstone, very soft um, sandstone, uh, not a sandstone, sorry. It's a shale from okay. um, a Wexford beach. What's the name of it? Um, Sandeel Bay in Wexford. Mm -hmm. And really, it makes a beautiful colour. So a beautiful, beautiful, soft grey. Um, some more, these are from, I think these are from Waterford. Yeah, more shales beautiful wonderful wonderful sandstones from Ballyquin in, in County Waterford the you know the place where um, I spent a lot of time yeah um and I grind those using a regular little rasp kitchen yeah. rasp yeah mix them with gum arabic or um uh, an acrylic medium and just get really really nice colors for Fantastic. being a yeah. yeah, and I love I love that being outside and making you just working with the colors that you have there. And last year was great because everybody was having barbecues. And so loads and loads of burnt charcoal on the yes. strands. Yes, yes. Yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah. So that's okay. I mean, that's 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 the work, really. Yeah. That's the workshop. It's, um, it's very industrious looking, I must say. 
It is, yeah. yeah. And yeah. then I have um, here. Then I mm. have the batch of new, new boards mm. to make to kick off for the next. So you, so you don't use canvas. No, I haven't used canvas no. since. I can I can tell you when I last used canvas. I um, I think it was 1982. Yeah. And I was working in, I had a fabulous workshop in Cork City at the time. Mm. And I was working on these enormous canvases. They were, um, I think they were eight foot by 24. Mm -hmm. And I went and I spent two years working on two of them and went in and looked at them one morning and said, these aren't working. Yeah. Took the canvases off them, cut them up, made them into new, into smaller pieces. And, um, the actual canvas, I gave the canvas to somebody else as well. And I've been working on board since. Okay. Yeah. And you get those made up especially for you, do you? I get them made up. There's a friend yeah. of mine um, yeah. uh, makes them for me. And they're the larger ones are um, MDF, non-formaldehyde MDF. Mm -hmm. And then they're backed with uh, two by ones. And then the smaller ones are birch ply. Okay. Okay. All right, Bridget, we're going to go straight into your um, some, showing some of your work yeah. at this stage because we're, we're moving on in time. Okay, I'm going to change over, okay? Yeah, you change over while I'm doing that. Yeah. Thank you. I'll just wait till you're ready. And I have to find my glasses. Oh, yeah. There yeah take your time. Take your time. Yeah. Okay. Right. All right. So, Bridget, we're, we're going to go through, through these quite quickly. Yeah, that's great. That's okay. I know, I know there's some you want to dwell on, but the ones we don't, we, we, we should move on. Yep. Okay. So let's start there. Okay. Um, again, the painting on the, uh, with the white shape, that was a painting called Thusker that I made. Sorry, sorry Bridget, I can I stop you there for a second? Yeah. Your, your camera is not showing me anything. Oh, is it not? Okay. No, it, it seems as if there's something covering it. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Um, now I can see now, something. How did I do that? So right. maybe you could just tap it to focus on you. Can you see? No. Oh, no. No, I could a second ago. Yeah, just maybe, a moment. Maybe you need to reverse the camera to yourself. Oh, yeah. And then put it um, landscape there. Just start, start, it, start your video again. Okay, are we are we okay? No, just start your video again because it cuts off when you do that. There. Right. Am I right? Yeah. Well, no, you're not. It's not facing you. Okay. So just ta uh, tap it stop. and reverse the camera. Start video. Yeah. And then turn your camera to uh, landscape. Oh wait, sorry. Yeah. Excuse me about this now. Yeah. Don't worry. No. 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 Take your time because we, we we can take this out. It's just you need to reverse the camera. Is that right? Uh, you need to start the camera again. Sorry, start the video because it cancels it each time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Am I going? Yeah, but I'm, I'm seeing away from you rather than you. There, yeah. Is that okay? Nope. Start video. Yeah. Right, start the video. Now pre press the, press the, um, the screen. And you should go get to camera. You know the way we reverse the camera. Oh yes, yes, yes. Point yeah. the other way. Yeah. There, yeah. that's it. Okay. Now, if okay. you do it sideways, and we're in business. There. Okay. That's it. Yeah. Sorry, excuse so it's me. It's nice that. to be able to see you because otherwise it's just blank. 
Okay. So or, let's no, let's make a start. Yeah, we'll make a start again, Bridget, and right. we'll say, okay, so let's go on to our first um, image here. Yeah. Off you go. Yep. Can you no, see that? No, I can't see them. Oh, crikey. Um, Right, let me stop share and start again, see if it make, make, makes a difference. Now, oh, can you yeah. see that? I can, yeah. Great, okay, so let's let's start with looking at um, some of your okay. work. These, the, um, these, these two pieces um, are from, I'd say 1980, 81. And the first the piece, uh, with the white shape, um, that's a painting called Tusker. And I was, it was the end of my second year in art college. And I can remember, and I had, was working at a whole big, a long series of um, etchings and print, prints. And they were really, really piling up. And then I was working on a series of drawings as well. And it was a project, you know, that I was building up, I suppose, my own, how I looked at things and how I made things. And I tore my drawings up to make, I tore the prints up and used the, the shapes in the prints mm -hmm. to add them on to, to, to collage them onto other, thicker paper. Yes. And suddenly everything worked. Mm. You know, suddenly I found a way of working that really suited me and suited my personality and suited that whole way that I think in layers. Mm, mm. So that painting was made and that was one of a long, big series. And at the same time, then I had all, I was picking up all, I had, was picking up all these little pieces of flotsam and jetsam and painting onto those. Mm -hmm. And they, that, they became the basis of my degree show. Yes, yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, oh yeah, these are two, and these are two of the drawings. These were quite big drawings. They were ninety-five centimeters by one hundred and twenty, um, and they were. I went. I was down in Ardmore in County Waterford, where we spend a lot of time, and there was this fantastic shed out the cliffs that I was drawing the outsides of, and being inside and looking out at them. Yeah. And I think at the time I was reading, yeah, yeah, I can't remember. No, I remember at the time I was, I was reading a lot about um, um, places and places, the import, I think I was reading a lot about houses and spaces and abandoned spaces as well. So, but they all started, it was that moment where everything started to fit into each other. And I suppose, I suppose I was building an aesthetic and a process as well. Yes, yes. Um, these these are from, I think, 83, 83 84. Mm -hmm. Bob and myself had gone to um, America to on a visit and we spent, I think, a month down around Arizona. And I was completely blown away by the dryness and these dry yellows. I was also very interested and becoming more and more interested in archaeology at the time. So the smaller painting was called Sight by the Sea. 
And the larger painting, I think, was called Paiute Spring, mm -hmm. I think. Yes. But um, and again, I was, you know, that was that period from having left our college in 1981 to 1991, that 10 years where you really are building, building and building and building and storing up that larder of experience you know you're I was reading a lot about I think psychogeography and um I had never been in this landscape I had never been in a landscape that was so big either yes yes yeah, yeah. um oh yeah this was for that exhibition um that inaugural exhibition in Vanguard in McCroom and that was 2000 and this series of work that I think that was 80 by 80 centimeters. And I've never seen that heart before. My sure. God, isn't that funny when you see something? Yeah. But anyway, I'm, at that time, I was spending quite a bit of time in Germany, exhibiting in Germany and workshopping. And um, I would get the ferry out to an island mm -hmm. late at night and just that sense of being at sea with lights behind you. Yes, yes. Yeah. Very interesting. I think it was called the Sea of Night Sky. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, then from 19, uh, sorry, from 2001 until 2010, I showed with the Cross Gallery in Dublin. And that corresponded with, with um, again, with that time of being in Northern Europe. Um, I think I used to work there every winter at the time. And I was absolutely, I spent, so, I spent three months in Finland working one year and just being, just that whiteness and the, I suppose the, um, the tones of whiteness and how they changed when at the time of thaw, just as spring was turning. And so there was a long, long series which is still ongoing about that that idea of thaw, yeah, yeah. and emergence. <clears throat> mm -hmm. And this was one. This was a piece that was made this year called Thaw within the same um, idea. But you know, I think I've always wanted to make that painting, that particular mm -hmm. painting with the little dark bits at the end of it. But never, you know, it takes a long time to make. Yeah, you were, you were talking to me about about um, slow making. Oh, very tell much. Us, tell us and, a bit about that. Like, um, uh, I've heard of slow food, but yeah. Well, I'm I'm a great believer in. I you when I when I was younger, I worked. I was a lunatic, and I worked manically, and would have 15, 20 paintings at the end of each day, mm. and you know you exhaust yourself, and um, and then you re but you need to do that as well. Mm. Whereas now I find that I can, I I, I work. I'm working much slower. Mm -hmm. but much more enjoyably yes and yes. every so often i make a mark or make a piece and i say and it i know it and then i look back over on old notebooks and there's the little sketch for it from yeah. 20 years ago 30 years ago so like this last time the, you know last year when we had that long 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 and hard lockdown i found that that was happening to me an awful lot mm. and um it was very, I was actually very excited by it and very delighted by it yeah. as well. Yes, yes, yeah. 
Um, and then again, another long series that has been going on for a long time called Days Beside Water. And the middle piece, um, it's um, a piece that it, it came from a piece of flotsam that I found in Palliso Bay in Waterford. Mm -hmm. And it was that shape. I think now it might have been a breadboard, but it was that shape and it echoed the shape of the cove. So that has become a long, long series. And the sketchbooks on the side that feed it, and then my trawler rope pieces, which um, that's actually quite long, that piece. Um, and that was made, I think that was that was started about three years ago, but I finished it last year during lockdown. And um, yeah, so then these pieces were made mm. while I was in college and they were there um, again, another series, Derinana series, uh, stroke pres presence. And we went to um, Carol Hodder, the painter. Um, we stayed at her house in County Kerry and lots of days walking. And I was absolutely fascinated one, one day by being out on the hills and looking down onto this startlingly blue lake. Yeah. But all around this now completely isolated area were the remains of houses. Very, very harsh landscape. Um, at that, 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 that time that we were there, there was very little growth, but so you could actually, you could see settlements. And it really tied, that, that series really tied in with a whole, with a long investigation that I was doing in place names, which linked back into the way my mother looked at landscape, which was where she constantly retranslated words and wondered about who lived places. Yeah. Yeah. So again, it's this layering, layering of looking, layering of making, uh, layering of experience. Yeah. 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 Very good. Very good. Um, these pieces, I included these pieces because um, I showed them in an exhibition in the Fender Rescue Gallery in Belfast. And there was, I think there was four of them. And um, they, when I went up to see, when I went up for the opening, I couldn't believe how um, they were hung. Because Jamshed uh, Mir Findereske, he had placed them in such a way that he saw the music in them and they were called sensing yes. those pieces. And I had never seen my work displayed quite so perfectly. Yeah, Before. It's, an art in, it's an art in itself, isn't it? Oh, it was it, it was extraordinary. Yeah, it yeah. was an extraordinary experience yeah. and a very rich experience and really enriched my making as well. Yeah. Uh, this painting, I was invited by the RHA to exhibit and I, may, I, I was working on this piece and I said, I'm putting that in. I really wanted to see it in a big space and it looked great. And it's a very and large piece, called, is it? Pardon? It's a very large piece. It is a very large piece. It's 100 and, 120 by 120 centimetres. So mm -hmm. I think four by four, is it? And um, uh, at the time I was reading a lot of Lorca. And so I called it Deep Song or Canto Yando. 
and then um, and it now is in the Carlo Art Collection, which is housed in Carlo College. So I have visiting rights to it, which is Isn't really it? lovely. They're good. Yeah. yeah, that's nice to have. Um, this was this was a piece um, that I that was made. I think it's a hundred by a hundred, and I think it was the painting that I always wanted to make, but never had the, I, I suppose the. Um, the confidence to make it. And it was a painting that took, I'd say, the best part of three years to make and was resolved one morning mm. by just scraping back a line. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And then um, I had it up on the wall and then the other two pieces were just there and suddenly a whole exhibition happened around that placement. Mm -hmm. It, re it reminds me of, of um, Eamon Coleman saying he, he waits till the paintings talk to him. And once, and once they start talking to each other, then it's time for the exhibition. <laughs> oh, it is. And I yeah. So that was, um, I think that was, that was last summer. Was it? Um, yeah, I had, um, I had finished a large, a long series of work and really, really, really wanted to get back into drawing. Mm. And I had been listening to um, a long series of music, um, very, very long tones, long stretch tones, some music by Benjamin DeWire, who's a good friend, mm. and um, a series of work that he had made in response to Beckett. And I, I remember listening to that work and knowing that I wanted to make a series of drawings. And these, these drawings emerged, but I was also they also reminded me of work that I had listened, heard by David Fennessy. And between the two of them, I ended up with a lot, a big series of big drawings and small drawings and really fell back into drawing by being in that space of listening. Yes, yes. Yeah. And do you, do you, is your medium charcoal there or is it crayon? Um, charcoal, Conte. Yeah. Um, big lumps of graphite mm. um, and they were big drawings. They were, I think they're 120 by 120. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And this painting, this, this painting was kicked off by hearing um, ben, Benjamin Dewar's um, residuals for Beckett. And we, Every Sunday for years and years and years, Bob and myself, we go to the um, noon, day, noon concerts at the Hugh Lane and we miss them so much at the moment. Mm. But I just remember being blown away by that, that series of that series of music by Benjamin and just sitting with it, listening to it, sitting with it and drawing it, drawing it, drawing it and drawing from it. And then again, a painting, this painting happened very quickly after two years of listening. It's a lovely painting. Yeah. Um, now this is kind of special, isn't it? This is, yeah. This, yeah. I loved making this painting and um, it's, it's uh, 100, 100 by 100. Um, it was uh, exhibited last year with the other, with the last piece as well at the Solomon Gallery in September. And the OPW bought it for the National Collection. Wonderful. So I was thrilled with that. Oh, congrats. That's great. 
And it was a terribly romantic painting that happened. Can you explain that? Yeah, I was a bit taken aback by it, you know, but, yeah. um, and I really grew to love it. And then um, it, I suppose last year, the, a lot of these were made last year during lockdown where long days in the workshop, long, long days and um, and not being, aware, not being able to travel, not being able to go away, not seeing friends. So there was a certain longing, I think, in all of them, yes. you know, uh, yeah. Very good. And this was from the same period. And I really surprised myself by using green. I rarely use green. And this painting happened before the River Notebook. Um, but myself and my great friend Pauline Muldowney, we walk the, we've been walking the Schlieve Bloom Mountains for the past couple of years. And you know, places seep into you. Yeah. And that's all I can say about that piece. Okay, okay. So this was, this was the workshop this time last year. All right, okay. Yeah, this was May um, last year. And this, this is in preparation for the exhibition, yeah? It, well, I the, I didn't know that exhibition was going to happen. Ah, okay. Um, yeah. This was in, this was work. This mm. was work. And um, I put them up one day and um, just had a wonderful week sitting with the work. Mm. And this is something that I really, really find very important, is very important to put the work up and to sit with it and see where you're going to go, you know, draw from it, yeah. see where you're going to go with it, you know, what does it, what does it tell you? And there's a yellow painting there with a red shape in it that I realized was actually the pier in Ardmore. Is here? Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's it. And I hadn't seen that when I was making it. Yes, yes. Yeah. Lovely. Lovely. Um, and that's the same series. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that is going to be the kickoff for the next series. Is it? Okay. Yeah. yeah. There's always a painting that is a little bit awkward. And I all and I've found over the years that that is the piece that kicks off the next one. Interesting. Yeah. 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 Very good. Very good. All right. That, that was wonderful, Bridget. Thank you for that. Thank you. Thank um, you. Now we're going to go straight to ask people um, or, or get, get a couple of comments or questions. Yeah. Can um, I just turn up my I just need to Put yeah, sure. Work away. Yeah, work away. I'll I'll just read these. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, Attractor Canelli uh, says, "Where do you buy the water pastel sticks?" Oh, um, I get them in Evans or Cork Art Supplies. Okay. You know, whenever, whenever, <clears throat> if I'm in Dublin or if I'm in Cork, I'll just go in and buy a, mm. a load of them. Yeah. Yeah. Leslie O'Hanlon says Kennedy's have them and Evans can be bought yeah. separately too. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, thank you. Owen, I love the idea of seeing a landscape in pebbles. Mm. Oh, yes. Owen. I mean, you know, that, that's, that's a lovely, lovely uh, idea, you know, to give people a bit of inspiration is, is to look at stones. And see oh, the yeah. Because the variation in stones is just unlimited, isn't it? Well, I was very lucky. I had a fantastic geography teacher when I was in school. Yep. And she used to say to us, if you look at stones, you'll see their landscape. Mm. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. That's where that came from. 
All right, Jacinta Monk says, where can you get the Brera acrylic paints? I get them from Kennedy's. Kennedy's? Yeah. Um, Angie Shannon says, thanks, Alan. Congratulations, Bridget. Really insightful talk into your studio. And now I know the reason for stone picking. <laughs> or to more <laughs> strand mooching. Strand mooching. <laughs> yeah. Well, Gulling says, Vanguard Cork show was pivotal. Stunning show. Pardon? Sorry? Vanguard Cork show was pivotal. Yes, it Stunning was. Show. Tim from it Tim Gulling. Was. Um, yeah. Bridget is the mistress of reds and yellows. <laughs> is that Tim Goulding? That's Tim Gavoli. Or Goulding, yeah. <laughs> um, Michael Fitzgerald, I went to Sedona and could see Bridget everywhere in the stone. No, oh, thank you, Michael. Yeah. Bernadette Kiley, love this one, Bridget. Uh, Tim Goulding again says, um, Thaw painting is stunning. Yeah. Um, Bernadette, and this one, Thaw, yes. Um, thank you. Thank Phil you. Phil says, Oh, you happy learn? birthday, Phil. Happy birthday. Okay, happy birthday. Um, the way you layer and it adds texture to the pieces is just exquisite, Bridget, Kellyanne. And the pieces of fishing nets are just wow. Top trawler trash. <laughs> it's <laughs> reminiscent of something else. Yeah. Um, yeah, Angela says, absolutely beautiful work. Thank you, Bridget. Um, Tim says, love the Lorca piece. Catherine Green says, I, I really like the Lorca. Am I pronouncing that well, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, these paintings really inspire me to loosen up and pile on the layers, says Tim. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Irish art blog Liam Madden says, well done, Bridget and Alan. Another great visit as well. Thank you for that. Uh, Frida Meany says, thanks, Bridget. Inspirational, Frida. Oh, Frida, walk the Wellington Road for me, please. <laughs> okay. Um, Marianne says, that was a great session. Thanks. Love the work. Eileen McDermott Rose says, thank you, Bridget. Wonderful painting, paintings. Love the, the river book. Yes, isn't it fabulous? That's a lovely idea. Um, Grandma, who we now know is <laughs> Derek. Work is cosmic, space related. Derek, brackets Grandma. Um, very inspiring, says Marianne. Thank you. Bernadette, thanks, B. Latest paintings are great. Thanks to you both. Jacinta, absolutely love listening to Bridget. She's so inspiring. Indeed she is. Catherine Green says, what do you use when sanding paint backwards? And are you waiting to reveal in that process? Are you waiting oh, to reveal? I, I use sanding blocks. And like Eamon last, was saying last week, yeah. my, um, my sander is just, uh, probably if I had to pick one thing, you know, if the building was running, was on fire, that's what I'd pick. Um, I go through. That's and a I great go, question to ask the artist, you know. Yeah, Your studio was burning down. What would you pick first? <laughs> um, well, my sander. My sander. Yeah, okay. It's taken me a while to find the sander I really like as well. Yes. Yeah. Catherine Gagan says, loves, loves the trawler trash pieces, as I do. Uh, and Karen says, fabulous presentation of your amazing work, Bridget. Thanks. Oh, thank you so much. Catherine O'Neill says, beautiful work and great to hear about your work processes. Um, your thesis on radio, Shaping a Nation, sounds interesting. Would love to read it. There you are now. Is that, can, you, can, you actually, can you get those things? And uh, I think you reading? can actually. Um, I think it's on IT Carlo's website. Really? 
Yeah, okay. I, I have a link. So you can, you can start a search for that under your name, could you? Yeah, you can actually. Yeah, yeah. Well, there yeah. you are, Catherine. That's an idea. Yeah. Now there's a project. Um. Yeah. 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 Gary Robinson says, um, sitting with the work is really important. It's like building on the relationship between the artist and the painting. Love the work. Yeah, it is very important. And I, I often find that I could have a week of sitting with work and I bring my knitting out and I sit and knit and look at things and at the end and draw. And I yeah. often, and it's, it's just very, 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 it's mm. very important. And to me, that is a very important week of yeah. work. Yes. Yeah. Eilish says, many thanks, Bridget and Alan. Catherine says, thanks, Bridget and Alan. Miriam McConnell, who's in Cyprus. I hope you're coming over to Dublin. Um, thank you for, your, for the wonderful talk and insight into your practice. Your paintings are very inspirational. Thanks, Miriam. Um, Maliki says, thanks, Bridget and Alan. Another amazing episode, inspiring. Maris Quillinan says, great interview, fabulous work, Bridget. No idea you had such a range, superb. Michelle says, gorgeous work and thanks for the generosity of sharing our process. Kiss. <laughs> oh, so nice. But why wouldn't you share your process? Well, you know? There you are, exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, we all learn from each other. Jared we do. Yeah. says, could Bridget take us on her journey of discovery? Oh, sorry. Her journey of discovery, her methodology in relation to the armchair piece. Oh, well, we'll see. We'll see. Oh, okay. I mean, Maybe that's for another day. It, no, um, as I'm as we're here, there's yeah. loads of sand dripping from it. Is know, there? It, yeah, it's escaping. The sand oh. is escaping. I mean, there's there's quite a, a a lump of sand here now. Is there? Okay. Yeah. Margie Dunn says, um, "Love where you where you get your in inspiration from." Yes. Wonderful presentation, Bridget says. Jared Casey, um, Leonard, Shield says, "Thanks, Bridget and Alan." Uh, Mark Yurt. Thank you, Bridget and Alan. Well done, Bridget. Great insight into your process for us all. Angie Shanahan says, great title for a painting or poem. Older than Ian Fraser. Yeah, I get it. Um, Josephine Dickinson says, um, thank you so much for sharing your wonderful work, Bridget. I shall watch the recording again and again. No, oh my no. goodness. Catherine Neal, thank you, Bridget. Catherine Gagan, thanks, Bridget and Alan. Wonderful presentation. Thank you. Moreland says, I could look at that blue shaded Jetson for hours. Yeah. Danny Osborne says, thanks so much, Bridget. Danny. So I think that's, that's about it. Um, well, thank so, you. Yeah. so listen, I mean, you know, you have a lot of fans there, Bridget. There's no oh, doubt about that. So sweet. And, thank you. And, thank and, you and very much. You have been very generous. Yeah, yes. thank you. You have been very generous in sharing, in sharing your process and, and your inspiration, the things that give you inspiration, which is what we're all about. Yes, it is. Thank yeah. you for that. Um, the one question I, I always ask an artist is if they were able to take one piece of art from anywhere in the world, any museum or private collection, to adorn their walls at home, in your case, what would that be and why? Well, of, of course, when you asked me that, I originally I wanted to um, a, a Mirandi, but Tim Goulding, the wretch, has the Mirandi that I wanted. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so... You know, I'm going to have to get visiting rights to see that. Yeah. And then the, ne the next one then was um, Vermeer's Little Street. But mm -hmm. but Bernadette Kiley has that, the wretch. And <laughs> so anyway, and then I want there was a there was a painting that I wanted. Yeah. Um, 
and we talked about it and I was very excited about it. And then I fell asleep and I had a nap and then I had a dream. Yes. <laughs> you know, it was ridiculous. And I remembered then this painting uh, that I had spent so long looking at over uh -huh. it, at a period in my life. And I went back and I looked at it and I looked at the notebooks that I had around that painting. So anyway. Shall I reveal it? Please reveal it here. Yeah. So it's Casper um, David Friedrich's The Ice Sea. Oh. And, you know, it's, it's a painting that has fascinated me for a long time because it's almost hyper-realistic. Yes. And when I saw it in reality, just the range of tones and colours and shapes. I mean, I was completely blown away by it. And it's in the Kunsthalle in Hamburg. Mm -hmm. And I would go in there and just sit and look and look and fall into that. And, you know, and there was all there was lots of people, you know, go, you know, tour guides and gallery guides. And, I, you know, my, my German was never good enough to understand what they were saying. But then I realized I didn't want to know about it. I didn't want to know um, about the context or the history or anything about it. I just wanted to look at this painting for itself. Yes. And um, just a lot of, and just to really, you know, to look at, to see the painting as what it is, an object yeah. that just takes you on different voyages. And, and I still don't want to know anything about the context, even though I do know quite a bit about Friedrich. And You're afraid it I, might ruin something for you. So some little pardon? emotion. It might ruin some emotion for you. Yeah, it would. It's already mean, built into you. Like one of yeah. my very, very, fav very favourite paintings is his Monk by the Sea. Mm -hmm. um, with that amazing horizon line on it and the yeah. sense of the sublime and the sense of Oh, just, I mean, yeah, the sense of the sublime, but that particular painting, you know, the, the icy, just the, the shape, um, the shapes in it, the edges, and his range of colour and tone is phenomenal. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So that's it. Okay. Listen. So I want you to go into the Kunsthalle now by night and steal that painting for me, Alan. Okay. No problem. I I have friends in low places. Yahoo! <laughs> That's great. <laughs> okay. Listen, thank you very much. You're an absolute gem, and and it's been a pleasure uh, having you on 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 our series. So thank you so much for agreeing to do it. And I know you were a wee bit nervous, but you're no way nervous now, are you? Oh, I'm very skittery now. So I'm no, going you're to be not. No, you're you not. Well, you were wonderful. You were wonderful, and thank you so much. But I just I hope, want to thank I hope you enjoyed it. And um, on the YouTube channel, which we'll be putting up later today or tomorrow at the latest, hopefully, when it's edited, um, we will put various links to to, to your yeah. work and where, where it can Great. be seen. Um, and also, I think we should put put uh, a link into Bob's. Yes, um, please. Yeah, to, to, to that garden, the sensory garden, which is oh, absolutely super. Wonderful I can't garden. wait to visit that at some stage. Yeah, yeah. It's um, a wonderful garden. So listen, thank oh, you so you much. You visit, please come. Please come, and we can have we can have tea. Well, it provided you have chocolate croissants, I'll be there. Oh, I'll have them. Don't worry. <laughs> okay. Listen. Um, thanks I, again. I would thank just like so to say, Alan, thank you very much, but also thank you to everybody, and thank you so much for your very kind comments. And um, be wild. Yeah, absolutely. That's yeah. that's your motto. Bye bye. Thank, thank you. Bye bye. Now, bye -bye. before before we finish, can I can I thank uh, all of you 
uh, from far and wide for, for tuning in today. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, now, next week, we're going to change tack slightly. And we're going to move um, just for a moment from the, the vocal, uh, from the visual arts to the vocal arts. And we're going to meet uh, a man that I have known for probably 25 years. In my former life in the corporate world, um, I engaged him to do a few gigs for me, for some clients. And um, what I can tell you about him is that he's a, a composer, a songwriter, singer-songwriter. Um, and he has worked with the likes of Elvis Costello, Barry Manilow, The Chieftains, Sinead O'Connor, Hosier. Um, I mean, who else? Let me see. Sting, you know. You, you wouldn't believe the guys that, that, that this, this chap has worked with. And he's going to give us, show us from his perspective um, how the lockdown has been. Now, we're not going to emphasize that too much, but let's put it this way. At least as visual artists, we have our brushes, we have our paints, we have our canvases. But imagine having your brushes and your paints, but no canvas, no paper, no floor, no walls, no ceilings, nothing. Mm. Right. And that's called an audience. So in a sense, we're, we're very lucky that we do have that aspect that we can continue and have continued through through the lockdown whereas somebody in the music business has literally had their canvas taken from them um you know so it's been a difficult time for them um but this chap i think you'll find he's, he's very very interesting and it'll be just good to get a different perspective of another artist in, in a different field so i hope you'll join me next week i'll reveal who it is on wednesday as usual on my social media and um look forward to seeing you all again on saturday so thanks again. Thanks to Bridget. And thank you all for watching. Take care, everyone, and take care of each other. Bye-bye. Bye, Alan. Bye. Bye, -bye. Bye, everybody. That's it. Well done. Whoa.